Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is this that JPP podcast? song is not as innocent as we thought it was. How do you define taco? What mistake did Kevin and Pops make this week? The guys get into the college football playoff, NFL public relations, and more this week on Just Press Play. Now bring on the bells! A red mouse just has to pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Jesperson Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back to another week of the Just Press Play podcast. We kind of we took a little half week. Uh, me and LJ took the week off last week, and and Pops and Uncle Tony held down the fort for an episode. But we got we got the crew back. What's up, Pops? What's up, L? What's Man, up? Not much. What's up? Glad to be it's here. Seen, I, it's only been a week, but it seems like it's been forever since we've recorded. Yeah, yeah, it does. I do want to mention today. It's finally. It is. We're recording this on December second. It is finally December. So now I think it is okay to let the Christmas music flow. Get your lights up. Get your tree up. Do it all. I mean, I get the people that go a little early, but some people get a little overzealous about it. And then I see me and LJ are rocking some Christmas sweaters right now. <laughs> yeah. I know you can't see this on the radio. <laughs> LJ's even got a Santa hat on. Yes, so it, we're, we got we got the the. The, uh, you got the festive mood, the holiday oh, yeah. mood going. Well, yeah. and you know, so Absolutely. here's the deal. I hear you, Kevin, with your December thing. Uh, Hannah's all about like she her her mindset is the day after Thanksgiving, but really it's basically when November starts. She starts getting in the mood, so um, you know I'm just gonna have to deal with it, and that's fine. So well, and I've actually uh, Hannah's brought this to to we we had this conversation over Thanksgiving, and she said her mindset is if she wants to listen to Christmas music and it's July. Then damn it, I'm gonna put some Christmas Christmas music. Yep, on. she and watches the Muppet that, Christmas but I just, all year, <laughs> and, yeah. and I get that. I just I, I worked in the mall at one point uh, when I, uh, a few years back, and they played Christmas Christmas music. We were right behind uh, Santa Claus, and so I had to listen to the same playlist every day for like oh. five weeks straight. Oh. And so yeah. now I don't let the music start until like December hits, and then then, yeah. then I'm all I'm all game. I'm with you guys. I mean, I'm not I'm not a big I mean, I'm okay with Christmas music. I don't hate on it or anything like that. But I mean, truly, if you're going to go early, at least wait till the week of Thanksgiving. I'm saying at yeah. least wait till the week of Thanksgiving. I can almost handle that. And, and December's better. But I mean, the first of November, that's just too much. The me. other thing is, I swear, there's there's only seven Christmas songs. 
You know, like there's just like you hear the same ones over and over and over again. And the 12 days of Christmas in particular is torture um, in like the worst <laughs> way possible. So, you know, that's that's where my like if people could start writing more Christmas songs or holiday songs that I'd be down for it. You know, like uh, if we do what we're listening to, I might have something to throw in for uh, for that, for newer Christmas songs. But uh, OK. All right. Well, uh, that, that's what you call that's what you call a tease, folks, tease in, it. in the business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might have a, I might have a, what we're listening to for Christmas music. I okay. Know. So right. that is, yeah. Well, so, I can bring so, that. I can bring so, that. Can we get truth and some jingle bells out. to our intro? <laughs> 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 since, since we're talking about a little bit teases, I actually also, on what we're listening to, I, I have a request from dad. Once we get there, I got, I got something I'm going to request from you and, and, and it'll be interesting. I think you're, you'll be up for the challenge, but all right. Cool. Let's get on to it. Speaking of, today, we were recording this on Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoon, December 2nd. And so the playoff committee for college football selected the four selections of the playoffs. And of course, you know, it's going to come with some controversy. Oh, yeah. And they they selected number one, Bama. Obviously, they've been number one, I think, all year. And they're always number one. Whatever. I mean, FanDuel just paid out their Alabama. bets on Bama, right? Did you see that? There was there was something. Do you know what that was? I saw, I just saw the headline. What I was don't it? Know what it? My was. understanding is anybody that put money on Alabama to win the national championship uh, through, I think it was FanDuel, is already getting paid as if they won, like already as of like yesterday, uh, because their premise is, is they they look good enough. Uh, the chances of them losing are pretty slim. And then also the people that have stuck with putting that much money on somebody to win that little, they're like, yeah, you can have it, whatever. Like, you know, because they already put the odds essentially as they're going to win. So um, it's hard to make it even still a seems dollar. Odd what if they don't? I mean, oh, yeah. Then they'll have given up some money. But then they also like got a lot of goodwill because they're that people that give out earlier or whatever. A lot of people are going to take those yeah, stupid odds here now. Maybe. Yeah. Just but case. I mean, I, and we'll probably get to this, but Georgia, Georgia kind of gave them a game, didn't mm-hmm. they? they? Oh, yeah. And they did last so, year, too. Well, this and- is nothing new. Um, yeah. So, but that might be why you go uh, shop at my bookie for your betting, uh, because they're gonna, you know, do how you do. So, well, so speaking of of you mentioned Georgia, Georgia got left out. They were number five, but let's go down the they list. Did. You got Bama okay. number one, the thirteen and zero SEC champs. Clemson number two, thirteen and zero ACC champs, and then Notre Dame got the number three because they're also undefeated at twelve and zero. They don't have to play a conference championship because. They're Notre Cheaters. Dame and they get to make their own damn right. rules. I don't, I don't, I might, we might get into this in a second, but, and then Oklahoma slipped in at number four as the 12 and one big 12 champs over Ohio state was number six. They were also conference champs. And I, it was kind of the committee. It was interesting because uh, a lot of people were saying, should Georgia get in? Because Georgia looks like probably the fourth best team, maybe even the third best team behind Clemson and Bama. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. I get them putting Oklahoma in as a Big 12 champion over Georgia. And we've kind of seen this song and dance before. Georgia's had their we shot. We just saw to beat. it. Yeah. 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 I, 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 the, only, the only thought that I, I had on it was it just, and we, I kind of mentioned a second ago, it just bugs the hell out of me that Notre Dame doesn't have to play a conference schedule. That drives yeah. me insane. I've always kind of disliked Notre Dame. I don't know why, but it just drives me insane. They get to create, they, they don't have a con, like, like Bama plays LSU every year. It doesn't matter whether LSU is good or not. They play them every right. year, and it and it switches home and away. And then Notre Dame gets to choose who they want. I, I know they usually play USC, and they play Virginia Tech, and they play a decent schedule. But it just drives me crazy that they can make their own schedule and not have to play that. Did they have? Game. Do like you know is their strength of schedule very tough this year? Did they play many ranked teams or? 
interestingly, their strength of schedule came in at number 61. Wow. So they did not. And and most of that, I will give a little bit of credit to. A lot of that has to do with they, they played, like like we said, they play USC every year. USC is just not very good this year. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they might have played. They did play Michigan early in the year. Beat Stanford. Did they play Stanford? They, they played Stanford. Stanford ended up having a down year. Uh, so some of the teams that are usually decent, they lost to. But it's just annoying. I, I just don't like that they don't. They're the well, only I, team I that's end up. I want to pop in a little bit about that, though. You, you're right. I don't think you can fault Notre Dame. They play a pretty legit schedule. I mean, they don't. They don't try to shirk good teams. But you're right. They had off years. Several of those teams that are typically pretty good had off years. And I will say though, Notre Dame used to always be in the top five rank, and they're not so much anymore. So yeah. I think I wonder if them not playing in a conference has actually hurt them because. Notre Dame has not been this successful in some time. And the last time they were in a big game, they got hammered, I think, by – was by it Alabama? Alabama? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it like was. 10 so. or 12 years ago, it was it was Notre Dame was out of the top five constantly because they USC was the best team in the nation. So every year they played mm-hmm. near the mm-hmm. end of the schedule and they would just fall out of the rankings. Um, yep. And this year, yeah, lately they have I, – I agree with you. I think I think it helps and hurts. I think there's it, – it, it just depends on the year whether being in a conference is good or bad. It's just weird that they're the only ones that can do it. That's just such a strange situation that – It's yeah. just sweet for them that they're – like this past weekend, they are at home. They have they were 12-0. and 0, They're number three. They're, they're not – there's no way they can lose. So they pretty much got their playoff spot locked in while Clemson's playing, which Clemson handled Pittsburgh, but they still have another game, an ACC championship where they could slip up and lose. And if Clemson loses that game, they're probably not in the in the playoffs. And I just think that's a little dumb. Speaking of undefeated teams, though, UCF – once again, has gone undefeated, and they did not make the playoffs. They got ranked at number eight. Do y'all have any issue with this? I mean, ye- yes, yeah. I mean, so my issue with it is that you, I mean, they have a chance to be the best team in the nation, but we'll never get to see it um, because they, they don't necessarily play tough enough teams. That's that's my biggest problem with this college football playoff system. I I think we've talked about over the holiday, Kevin, if I were the commissioner of any major league, then I'd probably ruin it for most of the fans. Yeah. Um, and so my my thinking is the college football playoff is not uh, super great because you're always going to have three or four teams that that deserve to be in there that miss it. Unless you go up to like 64 teams and you just go with the, uh, you know, the top 64 yeah. in the preseason rankings and then just let them play the playoffs for the rest of the year. I mean, there's no good way to do it. So there's always going to be somebody left out. So, yeah, it sucks. Central Florida got left out. But at some point, you just got to draw a line, you know. So, Pops, Kevin, you- I'm trying to look up UCF's uh, strength of schedule. They um, were I had it looked up earlier. They were they were below Notre Dame sitting around like 86 or so. So they are not very good. But. Part of that, the, the one thing I will credit them to is they do they do play in a conference and they just play their conference who it is. It's not like Notre Dame where it's independent and they kind of can pick and choose a lot of those games. Yeah, but it's just it, it, the one thing. So personally, I don't really have much of an issue with it because I don't think so. If we if you put UCF at four, I think Bama rolls them by forty, probably. But but you can't know that. But That's you, the problem. You can't know that. And it just thinks – so last year they got to the Sugar Bowl, I think it was, and they lost to uh, Auburn – or they beat Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. So they beat an SEC team. There was some of that talk like one team's happy to be there, one's not, blah, blah, blah. But then you had a lot of the people that that were on the side of don't let UCF in because they don't play anybody that were like, if they do this again next year, we'll view it We'll view it a little different. And then what they do? They went and did it again. They played yeah. 13 games yeah. and they won all 13. And it just – basically you're telling a group of guys – Everyone that's not in a Power Five conference, you're telling all those kids, no matter what you do this regular season, yeah, 
you can't make the playoffs. And that well, that kind of sucks. And, and I, this was the exact thing that the playoffs were supposed to fix. I remember that the reason the playoffs existed was because Boise State got left out every year. And so this was supposed to be the solution of Boise State getting a shot. And now we've got a Boise State in Central Florida, and they're not getting a shot. So now the the advocates yeah. the advocates to that would be instead of playing you know South Carolina State and and Florida Atlantic and some of these and SMU's and some of these teams actually I think SMU might be in their conference but some of these games that were against not very good opponents because obviously their conference games are not that impressive they just don't play in a, a tough conference in the American Conference but they could have mm-hmm. maybe played a, scheduled a you know a Notre Dame or a Clemson or tried to at least it doesn't they didn't play any I mean yeah but do you program. think Clemson wants anything to do with Central Florida. I mean, I right. wouldn't play that they, game. They might have called. They might have called Clemson, and Clemson's like, "Why the hell would we play you? Why would what do we right. have the game? We, we used to say to when I went to UCA, we were like, we would beg for a game against uh, U of A, right? Or like Arkansas right. State always wants to play University of Arkansas, but there's no way that game would ever happen because because there's you're just no taking benefit. a risk if you're the big school, right? Yeah, yeah the if, big if school has so. everything to lose. If you're Bama and you mm-hmm. go play UCF at week one or this year, and Bama wins, then everyone goes, "Yeah, Bama did what we all thought they would." But if Bama loses, I, I mean, yeah. just, you're all right. But that's it. And now it looks like uh, I looked at the opening lines and Bama is a 14-point favorite over OU and Clemson is an 11.5-point favorite over Notre Dame. So it looks like we could be heading to another rematch of Bama-Clemson in the finals. That I mean, I honestly think those are the two best NCAA football programs out there. I mean, I really do. So I, if it gets to that, it gets to that. Okay. Now, speaking of Bama, can we bring up real quick how freaking awesome was it that mm. Jalen Hurts got in? So rewind back to a year ago in the national championship against Georgia, Jalen Hurts has a terrible first half. And then in comes this Tua, no one can pronounce his last name, Hunga Viola. And just he puts on a show, wins the game, and then goes on and maybe just put on a Heisman season. And people are saying Jalen Hurts should transfer all this and that. And he just sticks the course. Yeah. And then he comes back in, and and this and when that when Bama needs him the most, down what fourteen or something, he comes back and brings him to win the game against Georgia, who he got benched against. It, it was just a cool story. I mean, it was wow. like it's like watching Friday Night Lights the series when Matt Saracen came came in. I mean, it was <laughs> incredible. You couldn't write this stuff. It was awesome to watch. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. cool seeing Jalen Hurts get in, and then him talking after the game and saying it was tough, but I want to stay here with my brothers, and he just waited for his chance. It was cool to see. Really, it was cool to see the ultimate. Teammate. That's what you want. Both yeah, of them. You saw you saw Jalen in the championship. Yeah. Pat Tua on the back and was rooting for Tua that whole second half. Not salty at all. Yeah. And then you saw the same thing. Right. Fast forward a year, you saw the same thing this past Saturday when Jalen was leading the team right. back. Tua's right there on the sideline rooting, rooting him on. It, it was cool. It was yeah. cool to see. And and I, I was happy to see Jalen Hurts get in. I was too. For sure. I thought it was cool. Moving on to uh, the NFL where – their controversy is not it's a little worse than what college football playoffs. If they could Lowest choose, yeah, if they if they could choose the college football playoffs controversy, they would in a heartbeat. Uh we had yeah. yet again yet another instance where domestic violence is is rearing its head in the NFL. And this one is Kareem Hunt. Just for I'll run through it real quick for those of you who maybe didn't I don't know how you didn't see it, but I don't know how it would do. If you're an NBA an, an NFL fan, you know this, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. If you listen to this podcast, you probably yeah. saw it. Yeah. In in let's do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In February, Kareem Hunt was had their police responded to a possible domestic violence uh, assault by Kareem Hunt, and police was got it there at his residence. I saw today it was it at was, his residence. Perhaps. It was at I, I, it was at a hotel he was staying at. Yeah, I it was think. a Cleveland okay. hotel was the, he was just starting to stay at. And in his interview, he made it sound like he was 
staying there. It wasn't like a like okay. long term staying yeah. at his hotel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So police came, no charges were pressed, and then uh, the NFL and Chiefs uh, investigated it, and then nothing came out of it. He got no punishment, got no charges, and then the NFL and Chiefs didn't do anything about it. Then, fast forward to this Friday. Also, keep in mind, the Chiefs are having maybe their best year, and who knows when. In years. In, in a long time. Probably since I've been alive, I would think. But uh, they, they had a 9-0 and year not too long ago. Right. So. Yeah. But, but anyway. Anyway. Beyond, so, the they're having a hell of a year. They have Super Bowl aspirations. Yes, legitimate absolutely. Super Bowl aspirations. And you cannot say that every year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. And, Although it does feel like around week six you can. <laughs> so, okay. And, <laughs> and then on Friday, TMZ, of course it's TMZ because they are the NFL killer. And they drop a video <laughs> that is of the incident in February. It looks like video, surveillance video from the hotel. And Kareem Hunt comes out. There's an altercation going on. The The woman seems to swing and maybe hit him in the face. And he shoves her and then kicks her while she's on the ground. It, it's not... It's not a good video. It's it's pretty bad. So the Chiefs send him home. He gets put on the commissioner exempt list. The Chiefs call him back in Friday night, that same day, and they release him. They make a bold statement by cutting him. So I'll just start with that. Uh, Dad, what's your thoughts? Well, a couple of things that were really wild to me. I Tammy and I were doing something unrelated to football, and I saw that come across, and I had to tell her. I said, that's a big deal. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. As, as we discussed, the Chiefs are in a Super Bowl run uh, in an area, in a situation they're not often in. He is a com- a very primary cog in that offense. And I got on to look at the depth chart to see who I'm going to make sure somebody's got the backup. You know, I know, and yeah. they did. Uh, the guy that had yeah. uh, Kareem Hunt had handcuffed him, of course. But I got on to look, and all the Kansas City Chiefs uh, depth chart showed, and this is on their official website, First string was blank, just blank. Yeah. And I mean, that was probably yeah. 30 minutes after I heard this. So I, I, get, I guess I'm getting long-winded. You, you can't hit girls. They did the right thing. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs did the right thing. And I will say you the Chiefs said you, the, I don't the care what she the does. They, you can't. The reason they cut him was because they asked him face-to-face about the incident, and they said he lied to him, which he later to, on Sunday to. in an interview admitted that, yes, I lied to him. And he – Credit to Spencer Ware a little bit, or Spencer Ware, uh, Kareem Hunt a little bit that he he said the Chiefs did the right thing and he understands it. And he, he had that interview on Sunday NFL Countdown and he seems to be really owning up to what he did, at least. He's not he blaming does. anyone yeah. or anything, which can you can't. I, yeah, please. Jump can, I, can I also, uh, I mean, I, he did, he, I, I, he said a lot of the right things, but the one thing that he didn't say that like kind of bummed me out was he never really admitted to what he did. He just said he knew he did something wrong. And so, you know, it was kind of, it really felt like a, a lawyer told him, don't admit fault, don't admit fault, don't admit fault, because once she sues, then you're in trouble. Okay, yeah. Um, but, it, but it did feel like he was avoiding saying, I kicked her. Like, she asked about the kicking, and he was like, you know, I just don't know who that guy is. And then she was like, what were you thinking? What happened? What led to that? And yeah, he, like, he I wouldn't just wanna, answer what know, happened that led to it, and yeah. He was really... uh he seemed somewhat coached and it kind of bummed me out that it didn't feel super authentic that he felt like he, he, he felt like he needed to say it so he could have a job next year more than, uh, he, he needed to get some off his chest to me. It. But did, did, did y'all both hear it? Did y'all hear the interview? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't, I yeah. read it and, and, and reading it, it would appear that he was very contrite, very apologetic. The reading made me feel like he is really, I'm, I was kind of on what you were saying, but if, if, if he, if he sounded coached and rehearsed that. Well, he didn't sound coached and rehearsed in the way that he sounded polished, but he did feel like to me, he felt bad that he lost his job more than he had done something wrong to me. Like he felt like he needed to fix 
the wrong that lost him his job, which he, you know, has said he lied to the Chiefs. That was the the fault that he had. And then he also was, was saying things like, I literally like I'd never do that. I'm always a nice guy. I'm I never hit a woman. And it's like, well, you do. You you did. Well, you do. I will so, say this, LJ. It's it's possible. And we don't know this. Kareem Hunt is not the same history of a Reuben Foster who made noise of, of this has been in his past before. For all we know, yeah. this is the first time and he made a terrible, we do all make mistakes and this Which is a really why bad one. Reuben Foster being signed to a team and Kareem Hunt not being signed to a team blows me away. But, mm. um, well, but that's beside the I, point. I, I did think, I did think he was contrite and, and, and apologetic and I kind of, and he, he could have been coached, but part of me think, thinks, what if this was just he he lost his temper? I'm sure. I mean, well, it was and, late at night. And there was girls involved. There might have been. But here's other the thing. things involved, which doesn't get cute. But don't I don't want anyone to get me wrong. You never hit a woman, but maybe maybe he, well, didn't he never hit somebody 250 pounds lighter than you either. Like it's not even just that she was a woman. It's the fact that uh, essentially a human weapon uh, attempted to assault a civilian. You know what I mean? Like it's a totally different realm where it's not a fair fight. And uh, and so one of the things that because Hannah and I watched that video together of his thing, and I really feel like what happened that night probably was because I think I think he's a good guy who tries hard, but I think he was drunk and some things got said and some things got done and it just really pissed him off and he just kind of lost it. And, um, you know, I'm not I'm not who I want to be all the time when I'm drinking. Right. Like it, you do sometimes have those those bad days, those bad reactions, whatever. But the only person to blame for that drunk LJ existing is, is sober LJ who let him come in. You know what I mean? So like, um, yeah, well, I just, I don't know. I, I, it didn't feel like, it didn't feel like everything I wanted to hear from. That's what gets me a little bit to you. Stood out to me was that he, this, this apology is not for me. Like really the only person that needs to feel okay about this apology is that woman, Kareem Hunt and the chiefs. And otherwise, you know, who cares? So I guess, you know, me weighing in doesn't mean a whole lot, but I just didn't love it. Well, and, and the only here, and if y'all don't mind, I'm going to, what I had, I have definitely have an issue with Kareem Hunt and doing what he did. And I, uh, he's facing the consequences. Uh, what, what bothers me is, is not as much Kareem Hunt, which that is an issue, but it's, it's more the NFL. And that's because we, we just saw this happen with Ray Rice and we saw a couple of years back and the NFL realized they screwed up and they tried to make up for it and they didn't do a very good job, but at least you thought, well, hopefully they learned from their lesson. And here's what has come out since the NFL and the chiefs both asked for the video and didn't get it. They knew there was some sort of video they asked and couldn't get it. Okay, whatever. The NFL then did an in- investigation into the, the matter. They didn't interview the victim or Kareem Hunt. They didn't even talk to Kareem Hunt about what had happened. And then what really gets me is they didn't obtain the video, but TMZ was able to. And so it, it seems like the NFL didn't really go beyond and above and beyond to try to figure out what, what happened. But let me remind you, when the NFL, when Ezekiel Elliott was possibly involved in something and the NFL wanted to prove something maybe to J- Jerry Jones for coming at Roger Goodell, they did a year-long investigation, hired all kinds of lawyers, they went to court, they did all this stuff. And then, let's go back a few years before that, when Tom Brady maybe deflated a football in a game where they won 45-7, to the NFL hired a full team of attorneys who got paid for all those hours and interviewed 66 witnesses, wrote a 139-page report, then hired a team to do experiments and write an 82-page science report so they could suspend Tom Brady for four games for maybe deflating a football. It seems like the NFL, when when there's a PR stunt or an agenda, they'll do all the investigation that they can. But when it's something like this and they're hoping it can just go away, they don't do what they... It, it, it just seemed like... 
they they got the story they wanted to hear and then they didn't try to poke and figure out anymore. And that's what bothers me the most. I think you're exactly right. I think they do uh they do try to find the story they want to hear and then move on. They they cover up anything that's that's definitely gonna make them look bad. Um I, I do think that TMZ getting the video and the NFL not doesn't mean anything to me. Um because uh TMZ probably weren't worried about getting it through shady means. You know, if they have to pay some clerk to steal the video from the hotel a uh, hundred thousand right, dollars. Right. There's some unethical things thing. TMZ will definitely do that the NFL may um, not. So I'm not worried right. about the NFL trying to, you know, not get or not ending up getting the video um, if that was against the hotel policy. But what I do have an issue with is I did read today and I'll have to check into it because I just saw a headline and moved on. But the the Chiefs were apparently told by the NFL not to pursue the video any longer. That's what the um, athletic reported that the, the NFL told the Chiefs to quit pursuing anything. They'll take the investigation from here. So that to me feels a little mm. bit like. I mean, why why stop the team from doing due diligence? You know, that's absolutely within their realm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't love the way that football handles this stuff or the NFL. Um, I just don't, I'm not a fan. It just it, it also it also sucks that there has to be video for this stuff to get taken seriously. Domestic violence is a serious yeah. issue, and at, there are some women that have accused of domestic violence, and there's been nothing there. But either way, if this if this pops up, I just this is a serious thing. This is not yeah. right and shouldn't happen. And the fact that it takes a video to see how nasty Ray Rice's punch was or Kareem Hunt's kick is, that that shouldn't be the only time we really perk up to it. I honestly didn't know Kareem Hunt even had this in February. I didn't know anything about yeah. it. Never and heard that about might it. Be on me. Out of the blue, completely yeah. out of the blue. But yeah. then a video pops up and the whole world knows. It just thinks that that's the way we live in today. If there's not video proof, then it might not happen. When most of domestic violence happens behind the closed door of a home where there's no video proof. Yeah. I'll also say uh, just on the other side of things that the headline of Kareem Hunt brutalizes woman and then kicks her, I feel like was a little bit extreme. I mean, I watched the video and it, it was not pretty, but like it looked more like he shoved his friend who fell into the woman and the kick was a little like it wasn't it, it didn't look like a painful kick. It looked like an insulting kick like it. I'm not saying that any of it was Agreed. OK, but that headline was so extreme and I saw it everywhere. And so, yeah, um, well, it's it definitely just crazy. colored the way I saw it before I even saw it. I still came out thinking Kareem Hunt did a douchey bad thing, but um, that was bad it's, just, it's just crazy that what we saw from Kareem Hunt got him released when we saw Greg Hardy. We didn't get to see it, but there's reports of Greg Hardy possibly throwing a woman on a bed full of guns after hitting her. Yeah. And he was paid on the on the uh, commissioner's exempt list the whole time and then got another job with my team, the Dallas Cowboys. It's just, yeah. and then yeah. Ruben Foster's currently getting paid right now on the commissioner's yep. exempt list. It's just and wild. probably won't play this year at all, but still if there's paid. not video, they're still getting paid millions of dollars and it, it's yeah. just wild. But that's yeah. also, I mean, yeah. that is kind of the way that the, the courts work is you're supposed to have a presumption of innocence too until proven guilty. And so the fact that there is video, you can kind of lose a little bit of that presumption of innocence a little easier. And so, you know, to some degree, that's almost like our, our justice system. And that's a quality of our justice system that I do appreciate. So, you know, it's kind of, it's not, it's not cut and dried. Like this is the wrong way to be. It's, but it is like, I don't know. Well, now there's, there's no, there's no good way to segue from, from the topic we were just having to really any topic. There's, there's no good, to, good way for me to segue, but I have a question for you guys. And, and I, uh, th this popped up in my head and it's been there for the past two days and I can't figure out is there such a thing as a soft shell taco? LJ, do you, do you uh, have an opinion on that? Yeah. Why, what do you, why, why is that a question? <laughs> well, no, wait, wait. I'm kind of that too, but why do we have to know the why of the question to answer the question? Well, no, I'm saying yes. I, yeah, absolutely. Yes. When you go to Taco Bell, you say, do you want a crunchy soft or a crunchy or a soft taco? And I say a soft taco and I'm happy with what I received. It feels more like a taco than a burrito. 
Um, I don't understand okay. the question at all. That, now, I, I would say opinion? I'm in agreement. I'm in, I'm in agreement with, and they actually call them, uh, what do they call them? Crunchy or soft. Right. So I think that's what they call them. They used to call them hard and soft, and I think they got away from that because that didn't <laughs> sound very good. I swear to God. And then I think that's why they went from crunch to crunchy and soft. But so, yes, they, there's a soft taco. So why? Yeah. Well, now, back so, to you. What what LJ asked now? Well, so really, really a soft shell taco. So my mind started thinking, and it wasn't necessarily, I didn't have a stance either way. I just, I didn't have an answer because really, to my mind, a soft shell taco is really just a poorly wrapped burrito. Because if you've ever eaten all my soft tacos, well, I will say all, if, when I'm creating my own tacos, I stuff them with too much crap, so I can't close them. But I always attempt can't to wrap it, it all They're the way more like up. burritos. And it's more like a burrito, except for I can't close the back of it because there's too much crap and I spill on myself. That, that, this is just how Kevin eats, by the way. Um, yeah. But so I was trying to look up. So I was like, what is the difference between a burrito and a taco, especially yeah. a soft shell taco? And I looked it up and just mind you, I have a, a big cheap Indian pad full of notes. I spent like an hour going through stuff. <laughs> Pop tart. Here is, <laughs> here is what I figured out. A soft shell taco is the green. What I read was it is the gringo d- distinction in the U.S., a taco was first known as something that comes in a toasted or fried shell. That was not a normal thing. We just, the U.S. did that, that crunchy taco stuff. Really, yeah. that's a tostada that is that's folded a, okay. up. So that makes it a taco. Here's what originally. the Mexican that's definition of a taco is. Yeah. Really, there's no such thing as a soft shell taco. A taco is a dish made of any kind of filling that's in a tortilla. Wrapped, folded, open, squashed, corn, flour, wheat, whatever. It's just any kind of filling in a tortilla. The only distinction is it must be made on a still soft tortilla. It can be fried after the fact, but if you fry the tortilla before putting your meat, beans, cheese, whatever in, on it, inside of it, then it becomes more of a, a tostada or different names. There's a bunch of names for that, but it's not a taco anymore. So really, and then I looked at- So that's up, funny. Oh, you asked us the question, is there a soft taco? And the answer is- there's no such thing as a hard taco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what you're just telling us, aren't you? Yeah, the answer. What? That's why I'm looking down the rabbit it. hole because I realized I didn't know what was going on. I, I don't know the, the right I, answer. I can dig it because I can go to. The, I'm I'm around like four Mexican restaurants that are run by Mexican people, and every single one of them, if I ordered a taco, they come in little corn tortillas. There's like I'll order a taco dinner, and there'll be three little corn tortillas, right, with stuff exactly. in them. And that's a taco. That's why yeah. at first I was like, yeah, there's such thing as a soft taco. But then I started trying to just play devil's advocate in my head. And I was like, wait a minute. Is that not just a burrito? And, and so I was just having this whole thing. And I actually looked up a, a burrito, I guess, is just a form of a taco. And it's just made with an extra large tortilla because a taco can be in a flour tortilla. And basically what I'm saying is I still don't have the answer. I still don't know. But I think and and there might be someone who is more qualified, maybe a listener of a different descent can can give us the correct answer. But <laughs> I don't know what a taco is. I think what I'm going to do for now on is there's no such thing as a soft shell taco or a crunchy taco. There's just a taco. And then there's what we call as white yeah. Americans, a crunchy taco. That's a whole different thing. That's really not a taco anymore. That's just what we call right. it. Right. I think you're so. I think you're exactly right, at least based on your own research. That sounds right to me and, oh. and with my own experience. Did you guys know Man. you mean to blow your mind I a little you more? I don't know what to do next time you go to Taco Bell. I'm afraid you're going to be sitting there at the window confused. Well, what's going to end up happening? I just happen. want to stop thinking. What's going to what's going to end up happening? Can you happen? take a tortilla thing and put something in it? <laughs> Can you fry it before and then also give me one that's been fried after? 
I'm gonna leave the bar one night at 2 a.m. and go to Taco Bell, and me and the and me and the drive-through person are gonna have a 20 minute conversation on whether yeah. that's a taco or not. And the whole yeah, line's gonna be backed up to I-30. All the guys behind you, yeah. yeah, you better buy everybody's behind you when you're done. <laughs> also, in my research, I also found this out. Let let me lay this on you. Did you know the translation for a burrito is little donkey? Because burro yeah. in Spanish yeah. is yeah, donkey, yeah. and they call a burrito a little donkey because it's looks somewhat similar to a donkey's ear. Yep. Did y'all did y'all know this? I had no idea about yeah. this. I looked it up because it, at one point I saw like the little burrito, and uh, and I thought, wait a second, doesn't ito mean little? So this is surely. And, and then I thought about it, and yeah, so I ended up with that, and I looked it up, and but yeah, I, I found that out. I'm with you. Oh, see, I, of mm. course, LJ's like the random facts person. As we've already said, we just ask yeah. LJ a random yeah. question. He knows why we shouldn't need Richard anything to useful he knows why to go to someone else. Up. But yeah. <laughs> we mentioned it uh, a little earlier, and we talked about some Christmas music. And, and I also, I've noticed I, I have a hard time saying Christmas music. I kind of just mix Christmas it into music. one word. Have y'all noticed that? I've, I've been just going say it again. Christmas. Well, now I'll probably say it right, but I, I catch myself every time going Christmas music. And like, I don't pause in between the must and music and it just goes Christmas music. <laughs> some Christmas music, some Christmas music, Christmas music. I, I, it's just a Kevin issue. But <laughs> yeah, okay. before I go down that rabbit hole, did you see that a Cleveland radio station, WDOK, in fact, is, is the name, they are banning the song Baby It's Cold Outside in support of the Me Too movement that's been going on. And at first I was like, oh, come on. And I did. I've heard this before and I haven't put much thought into it. And I did listen to the lyrics. There is kind of a uh, a rapey vibe to the song Baby It's Cold Outside. I mean, Hannah and I went to learn it once. And then when we got to the line, hey, what's in this drink? We were like, okay, let's, answer. No, no, let's do a different song. <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay have you, have you thought about this dad no i mean i need now i need to go read the lyrics well if you it. go listen to it um, it's, it's it's the duet and it's a and it's a woman basically who's trying to leave and at first the guy yeah. says no it's cold outside you don't want to leave and then she keeps trying to leave and at one point i think he says he pulls her in closer and then he says let him make you let me make you a drink and she asks like lj said what's in this drink and he doesn't answer and then yep. he tries to pull her in again and then she says something like I forget. It's it's basically a woman the whole time pleading that she needs to leave and that she can't stay. And it's a yep. man going, no, 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 no. You're not leaving. Like he grabs And always traditionally point. in this like really imposing deep voice, baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wild. Go listen to it. And I, I never really thought about I it. I have to either. go listen to it. You know, I, okay, so I know a fun fact about that song. You want to hear yeah. a fun fact about that one? That was written yeah. Uh, yeah. as a way to get people to leave Christmas parties. You just start playing that at the end of the party and people just start kind of like filtering out. There's always like these songs that like I keep in mind to like, you know, if I need somebody to like clear the room, I'll play these songs that people don't really care for or whatever. Well, that's that's what that song was originally made for was to clear the house after a house party. Huh. Really? OK. Yeah. yeah. Look it up. Let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to so look. start playing like Michael Buble. At, you know, at, at 12, well, it's like you're having like, five. Yeah, you're having this like jamming party or whatever. And you're listening to like some really good music. And then all of a sudden this like really cheesy and. Now we recognize a little bit rapey song comes over the speakers and you're like, all right, party's over. I get you. All right. 
I mean, ago. yeah. And 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 one of the at one point the in the song the woman says I ought to say no 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 sir and then he go he responds mind if I come in closer and she responds at least I'm going to say that I tried and then he says what's the sense what's the sense in hurting my pride and she says I really can't stay and he says baby don't hold out and then both together they say oh but it's cold outside so this woman is trying her damnedest to get out of here and and the, and the man's not letting her now this was written in 1941. I'm sure the people that wrote it didn't have time. any yeah. any intention of this being that, but I think we see it in a different lens in today's day and air, day and mm-hmm. age. When I think like you change the, the background where- music and it feels very different. Like I, I I'm I'll, I'll experiment. I think maybe me and Hannah can try to write it in a different key and see if it sounds mm-hmm. as bad as it well, feels. And I did me. see that there's uh, this obviously has been redone uh, uh, ten times over, and different people like like you said, Michael Bublé has done it a few times. And there's there's one a, a couple did it and. I was, I hate that I don't have who did it, but they put when the person says, I've got to go and get away, that there's a voice that says, all right, afterward. Like it's not just completely dismissing the fact that this woman wants to leave, at least says like you can leave if you so choose, but it's yeah. just wild. Mm. And then that's what that, that got me to my whole Christmas, Christmas music thought. Christmas. And, and I still enjoy the song. I didn't realize that's what I should play to get people to leave. Once again, LJ just drops that random. <laughs> Random fact. Well, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. People love that song. Like that's a that's a fantastically oh. written musically song. And now uh, it's just fun. And now but. for for me, you, and for both of you, and then anyone else when they hear that song, like I used to kind of get in a good mood. Like I think, or like last week, we're over uh, at mom's house for the holidays, and I know right after Thanksgiving, mom's always ready to put on the Christmas music. So I also yeah, put it yeah. on. I put it on four, just hooked up to the little bows and played it. And that that song's going to come on next time, and I'm going to go. Oh, and feel a little different about it than before. I just sang along yeah. to it, didn't think anything of it. It's just yeah. a little interesting. Just stick that in your in your pipe yeah, and smoke I have it. To, I've got to go listen to it now. Yeah. Jeez, listen to it again. And that gets us to I wanna I'll go right over to you, LJ, to start out since you teased us at the beginning. Uh what we're listening to. Do you have a, a Christmas music theme to yours? I do. Uh so I don't I, I don't know if you've heard it, Kevin. I don't think that you've heard it, but uh Chance the Rapper has a a couple of albums on SoundCloud. They're not actually on Spotify, so the one with you Jeremiah. You gotta kind of find them elsewhere. But it's called "Merry Christmas, Little Mama," and it's yeah, it's featuring Jeremiah and a handful of other people. Uh, and there's actually a disc two that came out last year, so he's done two Christmas albums in two years. Kind of hoping another one gets dropped in the next couple of weeks, but they're really fun, really good Christmas songs, uh, holiday songs. They're just like they make you feel warm, but they also like have a cool sort of hip hoppy vibe. They're new. Uh, it just doesn't feel like you've listened to Mariah Carey for uh, 800 times this year. If you hey, well, 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 don't, some new stuff. No, so. Mariah Carey is awesome now. I, I am with you though. It does get old at times. Yeah. We, I have heard the same Mariah Carey stuff and I do. I love that chance the rapper Christmas uh, album, but yeah. I feel like chance the rapper good. could do anything over a beat and I'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> I just really enjoy <laughs> his music. Dad, what about you? What, what do you got? Now, are we talking Christmas music? Or is that what we're talking right now? Well, that's well, not that's not what mine's going to be. But, but LJT's that he's wearing a Santa Claus hat right now. So okay, so are we doing what we're listening to right now? Then yes, what we're okay, listening yes. to. Well, then I do have a Christmas <laughs> one to suggest, but it won't be today. We'll do that a little closer to Christmas, and right, it'll be a, it. that's yeah, a real yeah, tease. It'll be a, it's a traditional <laughs> that's, that's a traditional good Christmas. Stuff since, and, since we're since we're teaching, that is a what you call a deep tease. Deep in tease. The business. Deep that, tease. That's teasing you out a few weeks. 
well, all right. So, Pops, what have you been listening to while you've been golfing and doing all kinds of other stuff at the river? While I've been golfing and boating <laughs> uh, this weekend. Um, today, I, you know, it was a little cold early, so I had to run around and find a place to put the boat in. And so as I was driving around, it, guys, it was just a third eye blind day. That's what it was. It was just third uh, eye blind. Any and day can be a third eye blind day. Just, just, I mean, just put it on and, and excuse the pun, but just press play. And I just let it go. <laughs> and it was so good. And mainly the, the, uh, the one with Semi Charm Life, mainly that album, but Blue is an underrated album. Uh, is a very good album. And yeah. it made me, here's what it got to me. So I listened, the background came on early. The background came on in about song three in. And I'm telling you, LJ put me on that, but he put me on that too at a time that there was quite literally someone kind of in, that I knew was going to be in my background. Yeah. I knew this person would be in yeah. my background. Now, literally, this person didn't die, which I think is what's going on in the song. You know, that's the image I get from the song. But uh, I don't know. It just really hit me. And then, sorry, I, I don't know if there's no real big climactic talk to that. But what is <laughs> what is the little bit of music after the end of the background? They do like a, re- a reprise. Is that what you call that, LJ? Yeah, I mean, and um, I mean, not really, because that would be I, I don't know exactly what the term for that is, to be honest. Well, they do that you. on Wasted just- Time, on the Eagles Wasted Time, which is another great song. They do it. Mm-hmm. They call it a re- reprise, I believe. And it's kind of horns and orchestral sound but i don't know what that yeah. is a little part is that after the, right the way song to say that? I, I don't know orchestral orchestral i think so is that is that the yeah i've never or, heard that word before what would you how would you say i don't know I've, orchestral? I've never heard no i've never heard <laughs> i've heard of an orchestra but i've never heard of orchestral i've just that that word's never been said around me huh. i don't think i mean the reason yeah, i know it is that's the word orchestral maneuvers in the dark or something isn't that a isn't that a group um <laughs> yeah I think so yeah that's where i that's where i kind of learned it <laughs> so <laughs> All right. Sorry. At the climactic. It was third out blind day. That's what it was. Uh, no, dude. Straight up. Great. It was a great, great choice. All great right. choice. Yeah. All so, so for my, what we're listening to, it, it kind of started, a hint of it started last week. During, like, like I mentioned during the holidays, I, I told you I was kind of in charge. Well, I don't know if anyone put me in charge. I just kind of took charge of the, the speaker and maybe some people were rolling their eyes. But after we got through with some Christmas music, I started playing just some other stuff. And because I know mom's a big fan of some good old funk music, I put on a few funk songs. And I know this is how, I, I, in a minute, I'm going to ask, I need you to do something for me, dad. Maybe a collab with you and LJ. But so I had a little, that that I played a little bit of those. And now that 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 taste was on my tongue and I just needed some more more funk, like all like a whole funk thing. And I was trying yeah. to find a playlist. I couldn't find a playlist I just loved on Spotify. I will say yeah. I ran across a few songs that I want to mention that, Dad, you can put on the site. But uh, first, I want to throw out Curtis Mayfield and Pusher Man. Oh, that right. song. Yeah. That song was Curtis that, that was Mayfield. That's real. Then, then the Commodores with Brick House. That's just a dad classic. I mean, that, yep. I, I remember Pops putting that on the truck back when I was, I don't know how long. Oh, yeah. Barely walking. Yeah. Then uh, Cool in the Gang, Funky Stuff. A little uh, okay. James Brown, Get Up, Sex Machine, All right. and then Casey and the Sunshine Band with Get Down Tonight. Those were the those were <laughs> uh-huh. the the four that I I remember that I played. But here's what I need: I need pops and maybe LJ. We need a we need a funk playlist. I need. I remember you had that CD. Back we need in the a better day, one. Dad. Yeah, right. you had that yeah. CD back in the day that had I forget who it was, but it was a guy. It, I mean, it was pure when I, funk. When I think of funk, yeah, it was pure funk volume one and two. Or it was like a two disc <laughs> CD. One eight hundred five five five. Hey, Tail Records, pure fuck, baby. 
I need a playlist. As you said earlier, I need a playlist. I can just hit the button on, just press it and just let it go. And, well, and we need some I mean, of those on there. Cause you're man, totally right, I was grooving. I was putting together, uh, that, uh, that now mythical, uh, on the road with dad playlist. Uh, <laughs> and back and there's when a I was few doing, on was, there. I was looking for some funk playlist to kind of, you know, draw some inspiration from. And yeah, you're right. There's like, it feels maybe, maybe we've got like a really like specific vision of funk music, you know, like we've got a particular 18 B sides or something that we always want to hear (laughs) and nobody else even listens to. But yeah, we gotta, we gotta remake that. We gotta figure, figure out the right way to listen to some funk playlist and i just think there's got to be some people out there that i've probably heard and don't know the name of like i got on a little roll playing some curtis mayfield curtis mayfield and there's something about some good funk that like i had my headphones on i was sitting here actually i had the game on uh yesterday on saturday i had some football on and i was just sitting at the house i put on my headphones i just wanted to listen to some stuff and i didn't care for the commentary going on they were about as bad as the monday night football at one point so i turned it off <laughs> just put my headphones on and you can't help like your shoulders start bouncing a little bit you kind of want to snap i mean funk yeah. just has some way of getting in you it just starts making you move yeah. a little bit yeah that's yeah. probably why that's probably why mom likes it so much i know mom likes to do some dancing that's probably why she likes some mm-hmm. funk you just can't help but get a little bit of movement yeah. when some yeah. good curtis mayfield comes on well challenge <laughs> accepted young son we will we will come up with a funk playlist as a matter of fact if you look on spotify i've got one kind of started it's got a little parliament on it i thought you might almost look i've got one started with just a few artists so but uh we'll get that fixed up and all right yeah that's not a want that's a need that needs to be in my life i need to have that saved and downloaded onto my phone just in case i get through a bad strip in arkansas i can just throw it on (laughs) all right challenge accepted we'll do that all right well i think that will about wrap us up oh real quick guys i I need to confess, I kind of, I was at a low point in life the other day, and we had talked about this before, and, and I thought I needed it. I put some chapstick on my lips, oh, and now no. I can't freaking stop. I mean, my lips feel <laughs> terrible right now, just because I put some damn chapstick on oh, the other night. Oh, Kevin. Kevin, I have a confession to make, too. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so after you talked about it, I don't know if it was just like... You know, what is that when you keep hearing something that makes you think you need it? All of a sudden, my lips were cracking dry. Oh, no. They just like they were so dry and Guys. it was cold down here. And so I've started using it and I, it's like, it's like dope. Now I cannot Guys. quit I st- using it. I stood strong for like two weeks because we had LJ told us just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> and do it. And I sit here and I live in a colder, drier area. I had one bad day. I persisted <laughs> and I'm fine. <laughs> I was Guys. fine for like two weeks. I was fine for like two weeks. And then well, I don't know what day it was. Thursday night, I come home and I'm like, Dad, I felt like my lips were just so dry. And I thought, here, I'll just put on. Uh-huh. And then, of course, I just look over and right on the counter, like someone said it there. There's a little <laughs> thing of soft lips sitting there. It's and I was like, oh, that's the. Yeah, I was like, that's the vanilla kind. Like, it was even turned to where I could see it was soft lips vanilla. And I was like, oh, oh. oh. And so I thought, God, I'll just I think do it. I need some right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, felt like, I felt like a man with an addiction problem. I saw it was like, I'm just going to put just a little bit on my lips and I'll feel good for the night. Oh, no. And now I can't. I, it's in my pocket everywhere I go. Oh, I'm, guys. Ah. Yeah. Sorry. It's oh, true. Man. Did the same thing. You tried to warn us, LJ. And we, we, 
I just, yeah, it was it was a weak moment, and and now, as I said, I'm stuck, and I that chapstick's gonna be in my pocket at all times, and I'm yeah. probably gonna have to stop at a, a, an Easy Mart and pick up some cheap chapstick at one point because it's, it's until like March. crack it, that crack yep. stick. My lips are it's addicted, and I can't <laughs> stop putting it on. You know, oh, Kevin, not that I advocate using that stuff, but if you are going to use that stuff, it seems like that Soft Lips brand or Burt's Beeswax seem to be the better ones to me. If I'm not advocating using this stuff, but if you must. See, I don't know. Maybe the thinking is you go because those sell really well. So maybe that they've got the addictive things built into them. Maybe, maybe. Look for whichever chapstick, whichever chapstick gets used the least, whichever makes the least amount of money, that might be the one to go for because they actually make go the stuff where it's that. like use it once yep. and throw it away. I'm telling you, I don't know what it like that soft lips. It makes my lips feel so good, but I swear they end up being they're way more chapped than they were before I put it on. And now I have to use it. I bet I there's some. They what's the word, Dad? Desiccants? Is that. Uh, that, that is a word. Um, <laughs> they that, absorb that the, could be, the moisture could be, from your lips. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. There could be desiccants in there. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, we're going to have to wrap up this episode because now I need some damn chapstick. And my lips feel <laughs> And the more we talk about it, the more cracks that keep appearing. I know. I'm dry. <laughs> so, I'm real dry now. Mm, I feel do, great. do you guys have anything else y'all want to uh, add in before we get out of here? Uh, go Broncos. Uh, yeah. No, all right. Yeah. No. The We're Broncos watching a good football are, uh, game tonight. So. Yeah. Before yeah. we head out, uh, the Broncos are are in the playoff hunt. The Cowboys somehow could host a, a playoff the game. Who would have? Who would have thunk it? I, I'm sure we'll have all the thoughts in the world coming in in a couple of days. Yeah, we'll get but, on that. No doubt. Oh, uh, the, the, well, they're really. Kevin, you that, predicted they're this Cowboy thing. Oh, I'm tell, I, this is that tease you gave like two weeks ago. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you on Tuesday, but me and LJ were having a conversation, and, and it's working exactly how I predicted. And and they're going to do yeah. it. The Clapper's yeah. getting – he's going to get an extension. It's happening, but we'll, yeah. we'll get into that on Tuesday. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, that'll do it boys. for this week's episode. You did say, uh, right. just real quick, did you see McCarthy got fired? Yep. yep. Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is a happy man tonight. He's going to yep. go make him a glass of scotch. More on Tuesday. <laughs> That's just a little tease. We'll talk about that more <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> All right, boys. It, it was fun. Uh, it seems like it's been forever. I was glad we got to get back on. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple days with another episode. All right. Sounds good. Peace, Peace. y'all. Peace out. Subscribe. Don't forget. Subscribe on your cousin's account, too. My bookie, my bookie. What did we used to do? Remember, we the, we'd always have a good and a bad, or a best of the week. Best of the week. Best of the week. We still could do that. Just that took up like yeah. We would end up taking up twenty minutes doing the best and worst, and then especially now while we're doing a shorter Sunday, that's like or uh, and it was that's golf segment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> it's golf again. <laughs> well, that's why I thought I had something to kind of talk about. I played golf with Jim <laughs> and David and Tammy. And we just had the best time. I mean, it was sunshiny. It was 70.